Welcome to Hope Found. This is a podcast about doing life with God. I found hope in the one and only true God through my salvation in Jesus. And I want to share my journey with God via the scriptures and personal interactions. Many of the podcasts will have a study of scriptures and others will contain interviews with other people and their stories finding hope in God. Welcome back. I'm Hope and John, my husband, is here. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How about you? I'm doing all right. A little under the weather today, but uh, hopefully that doesn't sound too awful coming through. Yeah, well, we love you anyways, and I'm glad you could still join us. Well, I appreciate that you love me because, you know, if you didn't, that would be weird. Yes, of course. You know, in sickness and health. That's how it goes. Right, right. And we actually have a visitor today, our firstborn, Alexis. Welcome. Hi, hi. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about Alexis today, and um, she's going to be sharing a little bit about herself and her story. Um, so, you know, just a couple of things that I think about when I think about of Ale- uh, when I think about Alexis um, is, well, first of all, I did say she's our firstborn. So she is. She definitely has a lot of those attributes as a firstborn. And um, she's definitely strong-willed. And um, she aimed to please uh, very frequently growing up, um, she definitely wanted um, us to be happy. Um, she always really liked doing the right thing. Um, no, maybe she didn't enjoy it, but she aimed to do it because uh, she felt like that was an important thing. And so she would follow directions pretty good, too. And uh, anything you want to add, hon? Yeah, she followed directions okay for the most part. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. that. I can think of there was that this one time. Oh, this one time that uh, uh, there was a little Tykes car and you and your brother. Oh, gosh. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. You that... were about five or six and Jay was about three or something. Yeah. And Alexis was driving the little Tykes car because, of course, they're only one person cars. Right? right. Right. But Jay wanted to ride along with you. So he decided to ride on the roof. Yeah. 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 So you. So why don't you tell why don't you tell our listeners what happened as he was riding on the roof with you? No, listen, I was trying to make it work, right? He wanted to use the car, I wanted to use the car, but I was older, so I got to drive. Okay, so he got to just like get on the top. I helped him get up there, lay on the top of the car, and we were going and I remember um, you did say, "Hold on." Yeah, I told him. Yeah, safety first, always. It was the very first thing I was thinking about, and um yeah, we started going down the driveway. And, um, and I thought it would be good to, you know, stop. And, uh, and he didn't, he, he kept going. <laughs> so, uh, he was no longer on top of the car. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so you, you, you say it was good to stop, but you, you were testing the quick stop method. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, cause the, the floor's open, you know, it's right. And so you Fred just Flintstone car. put your feet down because I wanted to see how fast I could stop. And uh, that is when I discovered my love for Sir Isaac Newton and his loss of motion. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Jay did too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kept going. Yeah, that knot on his head really. Yeah. Really and did and some it, it was when his face hit the concrete mm-hmm. of the driveway, mm-hmm. is what was, you know, the climax of the story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had that for a little bit. Thank goodness it didn't knock out any teeth, but. Might have knocked out some other things, but oh. <laughs> maybe sometime when we have Jay on the show, we can ask him about that too. Yeah, we'll right. see. We'll have to see what he has we'll to say. We'll see if he can remember after his face hit the Right. <laughs> right. Oh man. So yes, Alexis was always a very big help uh with the siblings, but you know, there were some times like that. And in that story, you know, Jay trusted Alexis. Uh as much as a three year old can process trusting their sibling. But I think we all can relate to being disappointed by people at times. Um, Maybe not all the time, but I think all of us have at least one story where we can um, reflect and remember that we trusted somebody and they they broke our our trust. Um, So you're saying that in this case, Jay was probably disappointed in Alexis. I think so. (laughs) I think the the crime screamed that. He should have held on. I did tell him that. You broke trust. That's true. That's true. There's always one person that we can trust for sure. And that's God all the time. Absolutely. Um, He will always come through. It might not look like what we thought it was going to look like, but we can absolutely trust him because he is faithful. 
We are going to hear a little bit more of Alexis's story past her five, six-year-old age today. And so, Alexis, um, will you share with us your life verses and tell us how they became your life verses? Yeah, sure. Um, so the verses that I think have had the biggest impact on me so far in my life is um, Matthew 6, verses 31 through 33. It says, Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. So um, I think that I've read, I had read those verses many times in my life, you mm-hmm. know, just they're in Matthew and they're towards the beginning. So all those times where you kind of go through and, and read, I remember starting the New Testament many times and never getting all the way right, how right. far I wanted to, but you know, I usually make it to chapter six. So I had read them uh, quite a few times, but I think that um, I started to go through circumstances in my life where things just weren't going as planned. As you had mentioned, I kind of in a, a a particular person. I've always been a planner. I've always had a plan, you know, even in high school. Like I, I knew what I wanted to do. I knew who I wanted to be. I knew how it was going to look even if you would have asked me, you know, I'm going to do this and I'm going to go to high school and I'm going to, um, you know, go to this college and do this thing with my life. And um, I knew exactly what it was going to look like. And well, I mean, I can remember, I mean, I taught you in preschool. Mm-hmm. You were four and you told me what you were going to do as your life thing. And you have never swayed from that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really, um, I really thought I had it all figured out, you know, naturally. And, um, and so as kind of life started and and things started to get in the way of that, uh, it affected me. And I know that nobody likes change, but I had just kind of gone through so many seasons where things were unexpected. They didn't look how I thought they would look. You know, in in high school, I started having some medical issues and I had to do virtual school instead of public school. And that was different than how I thought it would look. And then, uh, you know, I went back on it and and got back into school how I thought it would look and started going to college. But then, you know, our family moved. And so that looked different than how I thought it would look. And I, you know, moved back to college and thought, okay, now this is it. Now we're back on the plan, the the original plan. Yeah, things kind of messed up, but we're back on originally how it was going to be. And then different circumstances just kind of pulled me away again. And so I think that over the course of the last, however many years that would be 10 years, there was just lots of different times where the plan looked different than Mm. how I thought it was going to, or it looked different than the plan I thought I had for my life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, the verse started to stand out to me because it was one of those things where I would begin to worry about things like, but in my plan, I had it figured out what I was going to eat, what I was going to drink, what right. I was going to wear, you know, because I'm a good planner. I don't just have a plan, but I have a mm. well thought out plan and I've thought about it and I have all the answers to all the things that could go wrong. But of course, never thinking that the plan would just not be the plan at all. Right. Um, so lots of different uh, things that were happening just were making me uneasy and making me worry and making me unsure. And I think that these verses spoke to me because it's the idea that God knows what you need and he knows Mm. why you need it. Um, And even better than you know for your own life, he's got that bigger picture. And so I think that's kind of how it started. But um, it was really became, those verses really became a very significant thing in my life where I had memorized them and and had to say them very frequently my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, I was moving back to college. And right before that, I kind of felt like my world started to fall apart. Um, it was like a four-week period where I had found out some news that I was going to have to have this big surgery that I thought I had avoided. Um, Some of my immediate family members started having medical issues. I blew a tire on the interstate for the first time, which I'd never done. Um, I hurt my good ankle. Um, You know, there's just like a bunch of things that were happening in this like four week span that just left me feeling um, alone. I had to move when I didn't really want to move and I was away from my immediate family. And so I felt alone and I felt unsafe, honestly, just because all these things that happened, things that I kind of were, was taking for granted that these things would be okay. And now they're not okay. And so it can make you feel very insecure. Right. Right. So I was just kind of feeling this like, Oh my goodness, 
everything is going crazy. And um, I, I got through those four weeks, but I think that just kind of starting my semester off like that, that entire semester I was away at school, it just left me with this crippling anxiety. Um, I started to struggle with things like um, in moments that I was alone, I've always loved my alone time. I like to be alone. I get refreshed in my alone time. But in moments that I was alone, I began to fear that time. Mm. Um, I started struggling a lot with uh, just these crazy thoughts that would pop into my head that terrible, awful things were going to happen. I started having physical reactions to these thoughts that were coming out of nowhere. Mm. And it was just really leaving me in a place where I was like, I don't know what's going on. None of this makes any sense. Uh, you know, this is this was not the plan, but also this is going off awful. This is horrible. I just don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. And and so, you know, thankfully, with the you know guidance of you, mom, and and some other great strong people in my life, like my grandma, you know, I was seeking God through all of it, and and it was not easy, and it took a very long time to get there. But I think these verses specifically just help to reassure me that God still sees me, even though it sucks, even though it's not going great right, right. now. And yeah. even though I feel all of these ways, um, I can choose to to trust in him that, yes, he has he has a plan for all of this and he can still use all of this for good. And so I think that going through those things is kind of what made those verses my, you know, life verses mm-hmm. for that season. Yeah. Anxiety is a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that sometimes we might feel a little off put or a little worried, but I know that anxiety can really grip us in a crazy way um, in our minds. And then that affects like our chest. Usually that's mm-hmm. usually kind of where you can get an upset stomach or something. And it's a real thing. Um, it just goes to show that even just a thought that we have and how our brain really can believe it, yeah. you know? And, um, I, th- I think that, you know, whenever we are thinking about those things, even though like you're saying, like they're just thoughts that are just from out of nowhere, mm-hmm. which I think we all can agree is from the enemy. Right. Right. I mean, he was kicking you while you were down for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was really trying to get a hold of you and this was your last semester. Right. I mean, he was trying to keep you down. Because mm-hmm. he knows how much you've had victory through all those other circumstances. And so he's just putting everything he's got at you. And um, and how powerful those lies, even just the thought of something happening or the lies that he tries to feed us. You know, if we give it a second, how it can get a hold of us, even in that moment, it can really, you know, and so it can be a battle to come against and try to replace it with that truth. And, you know, um, and I think that those verses are just perfect for for that kind of situation. I believe God gives us a lot of different verses in the Bible to help that. But I I'm just very proud of you for turning to God in those moments because you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have a choice to let it to succumb to it and to just let it get worse and worse and worse and to let those things take root and just, and it's even harder to kind of get past them once they've got to that point. Um, but you, you chose to go to God and that just as a mom just melts my heart and just so grateful for God mm-hmm. and that he was there with you as much as it was hard to get through it. Uh, so wow. God's so good. He's so good. Even when we can't be there, he's there Yeah. and he's bigger and greater and anything that we could do as parents. <laughs> so yeah, God's awesome. It does sound like through all of these things, you really learned how to trust God more. Mm-hmm. And I know that through all of the different things that you've faced, whether it was emotional, physical, or both <laughs> one, one affecting the other, right. um, that he has really built you strong and you have learned to trust him more and more, you know, so that whatever it is that's next mm-hmm. and, and good things. And we know that junk happens too, cause we still live in this world that you have built that, that strength and trust in him to where you're going to remember back how he came through yeah. and, and, and your trust in him is so much greater than what it was when a lot of the stuff started in middle school. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, 
so that God's he's faithful. He's faithful. (laughs) So many different ways. So um, how exactly did you practice these verses um, going through those hard times? You did say something about how you read them several times, um, but did you kind of like meditate on them or pray them or? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that whenever I first started to have just times where like, I was like, okay, this is crazy and it's going on. Let me read my Bible. Just reading them wasn't usually like enough for me because I'd be like, okay, well, what does that, like, what does that mean? Okay, Mm -hmm. cool. Great. Awesome. I love that it says that. Now what? (laughs) Um, But I think that there are really two things that, that stood out to me and they kind of work together. Um, For me, because a lot of what was going on, especially in that, that second season that I had mentioned um, was in my head and was a lot of negative thoughts that were going on and and things that were attacking me there. It was really, really powerful and really important for me to say it out loud for Mm. me to literally speak the truth over my situation, Mm. because I can remember there were times um, I was coming home from field experience that I would have. um, So I'd be working, you know, for free in my internship. And then I'd be driving back to my dorm and Uh, it would be in those moments because I had like a 35 minute drive where things would just start going crazy in my head. And like I had been able to put it off all day because I was staying busy. I woke up early. I didn't even have time to think because it was so early in the morning. I'd go do my internship and then I'd be on my drive home. And that's kind of when everything would hit me. And so um, time and time again, I probably looked crazy. I'm in the car and I'm just like, (laughs) I'm just saying stuff, man. Like, I'm just like, no, my God is for me and he is with me and I'm not alone. And, and actually saying those things out loud really was important for me. And I'm putting the devil in his place, obviously like you. um, Yeah. Why are you speaking to me right now? (laughs) Like you have no right. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, things like that too, I, I think definitely helped, but, um, even with the speaking it out loud, I, realized at some point that I had a decision to make. I have grown up in church and I have heard a lot of things my entire life. I'm very fortunate to have a really great foundation at home. And so I knew a lot of the truths of God and a lot of the ways he takes care of us. And I had heard those things throughout my life, but more than anything, it was a decision to believe them. Mm. Um, It wasn't just about knowing it. I can know it in my head, but do I know it in my heart? Do I believe that what God is saying is true. Yeah, that's um, good. I um, I have a friend who talks about how when we are trusting somebody, the action of trust takes risk. You mm. have to risk something to trust somebody, to trust that they're going to do um, right with whatever it is that you're trusting with them. And so for me, it was like, I have this opportunity to trust God, to trust what he's saying, because I know what he's saying. I have read it and I know it because I've heard it my whole life. But do I believe it? Do I trust it? Um, Am I going to listen to my circumstances? My circumstances are telling me again that I'm unsafe and that I'm alone and that things are crazy because while a lot of my thoughts that I was having were unfounded, a lot of them were based in truth too. Like you've had all these crazy things that are happening to you and this is all going to be the thing that's going to happen to you forever. And you know, your life is never going to be anything more than exactly what it is right now. Mm. Like, and those things I could choose to believe those things or I could choose to trust and God and believe in what he said. So mm. it was in the action of, okay, I'm choosing to believe it. And I'm going to say it before I believe it. I'm going to mm. say it out loud and I'm going to say it until I believe it. It's almost like fake it till you make it a little bit. <laughs> you know, I might not a hundred percent believe it at the very beginning, but I know that I trust in my God and, and it's taking it a step at a time, you know, okay, today, right now, I trust you. And in mm. a couple minutes, I might have to make that the same decision again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because in a couple minutes, I might feel different, mm. but I think that it was that combination of saying the scripture out loud um, and, and replacing those truths that were in my mind, but doing it verbally because mm. that was more powerful in the moment than what was going on in my head. And then also just like that choice of, yeah, no, I know what it says, but do I believe what it says? That's really good. That's really good. In fact, just I think a couple of days ago, you were telling me about how you were speaking to some others about the power that mm-hmm. we have in our tongue, the life and death. And that absolutely has to do with other people, mm-hmm. but it has to do with ourselves, too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we when you were speaking those things out loud, you were speaking life to yourself. Right. Not only were you putting the devil in his place. Mm-hmm. But you were encouraging yourself. Right. You were speaking life to yourself. And 
um, speaking out loud and speaking the word of God and, and the things that he has told us and, and making those proclamations is so, so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's why praise reports or testimonies of the good stuff that God's doing is so powerful. It's not just, oh, yay, we get to clap. Oh, yay, God. You know, right. it is, but it's a very powerful thing. And when you're speaking those things, you're not only putting the devil in his place and reminding him that he's already done. Mm-hmm. So stop trying to pull me down with you, you know, but you're also encouraging yourself um, in those moments and speaking life over yourself. So that's that's awesome. That's amazing. Did these verses uh, bring you comfort, uh, more comfort, or more like challenging you as far as uh, taking action uh, through these different times? Um, I, I would say kind of both. Um, when I read these verses themselves, like just, just as the verse, um, it definitely provides comfort because it's that security and knowing that you don't have to worry about these things. Actually, God tells you not to. Mm-hmm. So it's a command. Don't right, worry right, about these right. things because I've got it and I know more than what you need. And so that is a very comforting thing to me. Um, but I think kind of along the lines of what I was just saying about the choice to believe, like that was definitely a challenge for me too. That was something that God was teaching me in that season. Mm. Not only was it just about the verses and what they said and the comfort that they provided, but understanding that that decision to believe doesn't just apply to these verses. It applies to the entire Bible and everything that God says to me, you know, is it something that I'm going to believe that's a challenge to me. And that's something I have to choose to do and and rise to the occasion of, no, I'm, I'm going to make sure that, you know, in anything, no matter what's going on around me, that I choose to seek the kingdom first, because Mm. that's always seek first the kingdom. Don't worry about anything else until you've, you know, sought God first, everything else will be taken care of. Yeah. Amen. That'll preach. That's what I was going to say. Alexis is preaching a sermon over here. (laughs) Love that. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's probably a lot of sermons she could preach. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe more teach. I'm definitely more of a teacher than a preacher, but hey. I don't know. God grows us in crazy ways. I never say never because as soon as I do, then that's what I have to do. (laughs) That's truth right there. That is truth. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your life verses and some of your story. Um, I know that it's going to touch many lives um, and not just now in this moment in this podcast, but in the future for sure. There are a few verses that inspire me to trust Jesus that I would like to share today. They're very familiar probably with a lot of people if you have been uh, in the church circle for very long, Uh, but they might not exactly look at them as trust verses necessarily, but I do. Uh, in Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Many times people will look at these verses and they'll think, Oh, wow, that's that's a relief. You know, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, I'm really wore out from carrying this. I'm just going to lay my burden down and, you know, thank you, Jesus, for taking my burden. And then, you know, once you get a little rest or you catch your breath, you just pick it back up and you just keep going. Like, I just needed a break. Thank you very much, God. That was great. Um, but what Jesus is saying here is a lifestyle or a way of living. It's not just for a break. I like uh, verse 28 specifically in the New King James translation. Um, It says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The word labor in the Greek means hard working. So it's not just simply being tired or being weary. It's because you've been hard working. So if you're weary from hard work, heavy laden or burdened, the Greek word means being overburdened with ceremony or spiritual anxiety. This sounds like a person who is working very hard, but also working and serving God. So it's not just being tired and being weary from work, but it's that, but it definitely seems like it's pointing towards those who are serving God. These are people who are in his house that are part of his body. Um, It's not that these verses aren't for everybody, but I 
I believe that it's he's talking to his people, these people who have been laboring with him. So the rest actually means restoration. So I love the word rest. It's a wonderful word. That it is. <laughs> I love to rest. I love to rest sleeping. I love to rest just chilling. You know, I'm a homebody. I, I, I love rest. Uh, but it's not just rest here. It is rest and it's great. But restoration is the restoring or the renewing of what is lost or worn out while resting. So it's not simply catching your breath. It's not simply taking a good little nap. It's actually being restored and getting things renewed while you're resting. You're working hard, carrying your burden that's way too heavy, and you need rest. You need that restoration. So these verses are definitely saying that, but it's not just for a break. There's more to it. What good does it do to give your burden to Jesus for a little while only to pick it up again? John, have you ever done this? Absolutely. I think that uh, I just wanted to back to one of the things you just said a couple minutes ago. Mm -hmm. I think that the whole picking your burden back up thing yeah. is not something that we do because we want to. Mm. I think that uh, we maybe we pick it up because it's familiar mm. uh, or we pick it back up just because we don't know what else to do with it or <laughs> we have trust issues mm. and it's that whole like we've given it to God but he's not doing anything that I see right. in the moment. And so I'm going to pick it back up because there's nobody else carrying it. And mm -hmm. so I think that, uh, I think that for me, that's probably where, where I've landed when it's come to things like that, because, uh, you know, I know we, we talked about this for a moment before we started recording today. And so mm -hmm. when I was trying to think about, uh, times when maybe I've done this, it's really for me, that I can think of, it, it really does have to do with health stuff. Mm. It's health stuff. And um, because there has been a lot, there's been a lot and it's not just my health. It's not just Alexis's health. It's not just our other kids health or whatever, or, you know, I mean, Hey, in the last year we, the, you've even dealt with some things. And right. so it's just a matter of um, when it comes to those, when it comes to health, there's really, it seems like there's nothing that we can do. Yes, mm. we could choose different options as far as eating or, or, or things like that and living a healthier lifestyle. But the reality is when you're dealing with health issues, it's not something you brought on yourself for mm. the most part. It's not something that you were planning for. It just comes out of nowhere. Right. Or, um, or a new a new part of it comes out of nowhere. Mm. And, uh, and so it becomes something that just, it becomes really hard to, to grapple with. And, and so for me, I think that I've, um, when I've been in situations, um, I, I, I give it to God. I know that I trust God. I know that, that he knows what's best for me. I know that he has the plan for me but that doesn't make it easier all the time yeah. for me. And so I think that where it's like, I've given it to him. Here's my burden. Take it, God. But then a few days later, when you're dealing with the next thing or you're dealing with it again, or, or it hasn't been fixed in the amount of time that you think it should be fixed, mm -hmm. you pick it back up and you start to, unfortunately for me, I, it can become part of um, how you look at yourself. It can become part of how you identify yourself. Mm -hmm. and, and not that I'm, I mean, look, there's definitely people in the world that, that identify themselves by their medical issues or by their health issues. Um, and they talk about it all the time and they want to make it, you know, it's, it's like, ah, this is who I am. And it's like, I don't, right. I, that, I don't not like that, but in my head, mm. it's just, I know what I'm dealing with and I know what I'm struggling with and I know um, what I'm frustrated with. And so I think that, in the midst of the frustration, sometimes it's, it's can be a challenge to just say, I'm not going to be frustrated. I've given it to God, <laughs> you know, cause that's what we should do, right. but, but we're human. And so I think that, that that's for me when, when, I, when we talk about times when I've laid it down, but then picked it back up, that's, that's what I think of. Right. And I totally agree with everything you're saying. I don't ever think that anybody is necessarily choosing to pick it back up. I think that it happens and they don't realize it until the heavy load is bearing on them again. Right. Um, and from what I was hearing you say, it sounds like whenever you don't 
see just let's just say for the health issues whenever you don't see movement in the right direction you're like i'm trusting you god but i don't see movement in the right direction i tend to pick it back up because i don't see any action being taken necessarily right so it it can create anxiousness and frustration and the things that alexis was talking about earlier um and, and so yeah that's that's what that's what you're, you're hearing correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay, good. Even though my ears are a little clogged, I'm still hearing good. Okay, good. great. <laughs> uh, I think this is, I really appreciate both of your honesty when it comes to this, because I'm sure that we are not the only people who feel this way. You know, we aim to spend time with God every day and we're serving in the church and, you know, we are we are connected and I feel like we are in a good place, but that doesn't mean that we don't have struggles. Mm -hmm. And, um, but fortunately we have God, right? There's so many times I look at circumstances and I'm like, how in the world do these people make it through any of this without God? Mm -hmm. I mean, he is literally the anchor that, you know, that keeps us centered even when we do have to walk through these times and everything. Um, so yeah, I think that Alexis kind of hit on it as far as, um, what we need to do in those times is we just need to make a choice right now. And then in the next minute, we might need to make that choice again (laughs) and we just keep on until it sticks. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and it's, and it's us, it's us reminding ourselves, God knows God's like, I know I'm faithful. I'm just waiting for it to sink in with you. Yeah. And a lot of times the Holy Spirit does a great job with that too. He does a great job to sometimes, even when we're sleeping, I feel like he comes in and he makes that adjustment. Um, my life verse, <laughs> Romans 12, 2 comes to mind because whenever I'm grappling with something like that, I, I ask him, hey, please, God, renew my mind. Help me to think and to realize the things that you're sharing with me in your word. Make it concrete in me. Make it the way my default in my brain. Change, renew my mind so that my my mind defaults to this. So that then, like you said, it can go from my mind to my heart. Right. And and in between the Holy Spirit and God renewing our mind, it transforms us. Mm-hmm. And then through these, but if we never went through these circumstances, we would never have that opportunity, you know? So that's how he brings that good out of those horrible things that we have to go through. Um, but yeah, it helps it to be concrete. So going back to the verses in, uh, Matthew, it is, you know, leaving the burden with Jesus is the challenge, that's the challenge is leaving it there. And again, we might have to do it over and over again. If you picked it up, just put it, just go back, just go back, just keep doing it, keep doing it until you finally do let go. And by leaving the burden with him, the thing we really need to do is to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard. It's hard. Um, trusting means giving up control. And that is a really hard thing for pretty much everybody. I think we all to a point are control freaks. Yeah. Whether we have our life planned out like you did. Yeah. <laughs> from- or whether we're on the roof of the car trusting <laughs> our sister hey. to keep us safe. Exactly. Exactly. You know, what whatever the place is that we, you know, we need to give up the control uh to him and trust that he has absolutely what's best and that he is going to bring good out of it. He's not only going to you know, help us out with it, getting through it, uh, getting better. Um, he will bring good out of it. He will absolutely bring good out of it all the time. So the next part is take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Let's talk about a yoke. Um, many of you might know what a yoke is, but I want to make sure that we're all on the same page in case this is a very foreign, uh, verse to you. It's not the thing that's in an egg. Oh, really? <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's, that's, that's oh, not what she's talking about. Okay. Well, that is a yoke. I know, but we're, that's just that's not, not what the yoke t- we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. I was a exactly. little confused to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work? And, you know, egg on your face, I guess. I don't oh, know. <laughs> Definitely not what God was saying. <laughs> no, he's not. So Jesus is referring to a yoke that is used by two oxen working the fields. 
So it basically is a beam of wood that would go across both of the oxen's shoulders and then some kind of a collar that would go around each one of their necks. So sometimes it was kind of like an iron, like a big wide iron thing or possibly wooden uh, also around the bottom. It was kind of kind of loose, but it was something that helped keep them together and working together. So this way, um, when they're plowing the fields and everything, two oxen were more powerful than just one. So they were able to get more done and not wear out as fast, just being one. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Jesus invites us to give our burden to him, but then to take his yoke. Taking his yoke means we are connected to him at the neck. Being connected at the neck means we are looking where he's looking. So when you have the two oxen that are connected together, they do have to train them. Like they, they have to really work to train them because, you know, these are two animals that just, they're just animals. They just roam around and whatever. But to work together, they had to train them to go together. And whenever you're walking, you know, it's good to look where you're going. Yeah. True. I mean... And so um, when we are connected with Jesus, with this yoke, um, of course, it's not physical, but, you know, this yoke, it means that we are looking in the same direction that he is. As we walk with Jesus, he teaches us, trains us, and leads us by his example. His whole life down here, yes, he definitely came, absolutely, to die for us so that we can spend forever with God, absolutely, all day long. But he also came to make an impact on this world to show him who the father really was or is and also lived as an example. That's why he chose to set his divinity to the side. The power that he had as God, he still was God, but the power that he had, he chose to set to the side to then be empowered by the Holy Spirit here so that we could see how we're supposed to live. So Jesus went through all of that to be our example. So in this, he's training us and leading us by his example, walking in step with him. If we're yoked with him, we are side by side. We are looking the same direction that he's looking and we are walking together. We are walking in step with him. We are not coming and going as it's convenient for us. So many times when people kind of look at this verse, like I talked about earlier, you know, oh, yes, I get to have a break. Okay, woo, thank you, God. And then, you know, at some point or another, intentional or not, you pick it back up. Well, picking it back up isn't leaving your burden with him and then staying yoked. Now, if you are staying yoked, he's going to go, he's going to tap you on the shoulder and say, guess what? Put it back down. You know, it doesn't mean we're not going to pick it back up sometimes because of what we just talked about. We're, we're human. It happens. But if we're staying yoked with him, mm -hmm. if we're staying, we take upon his yoke. He's going to tap us on the shoulder and say, your load is too heavy right now. You got to put it back down. That's not for you to carry. And honestly, it's a correction, but man, what a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, for reminding me. Let me put it back down. I trust you. I trust you. This is an everyday cho choice, at least every day, <laughs> maybe sometimes, uh, sometimes several times a day, to take on his yoke. He reassures us by saying, I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This is what relationship with Jesus looks like, trusting him. He's so gentle, kind. He provides rest for us. We can trust in that. I know there's so many times that we maybe need to put trust in somebody who has authority that maybe isn't the kindest person. <laughs> you know, we're just in a place where, Maybe it's your boss at work. Maybe it's a principal at school. Maybe who knows? And they're really hard to trust, <laughs> you know, um, because they're just not kind people. It's like, I, I can't, 
I don't want to trust you with what I'm doing because you've proven yourself untrustworthy and you're not the kindest person. I don't feel like you have my best interest at heart. And that can be a really hard place to be. But fortunately with Jesus, he is trustworthy. He is kind. He is loving. And that's just who he is. So it should make it a little easier for us to constantly, okay, God, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. Okay. So it says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus's yoke is easy. Now, while this might not be how the actual oxen look, this is how I picture it. (laughs) If me and Jesus are oxen (laughs) or ox, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. If it's, you know, please forgive me if I'm not. The picture of you as an ox is crazy in my head right now. I'm just (laughs) telling you right now. (laughs) Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, (laughs) I see Jesus and he's bigger. He's much, much bigger, much stronger. He can handle so much more. He is just like this massive ox, you know, Mm -hmm. those kind that you could just see all those muscles that are just bulging out, you know, (laughs) like this is Jesus. And here's me, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm just this little calf (laughs) you know, (laughs) on the other side of the yoke. And, uh, (laughs) so (laughs) we need to make some cover art for this episode. That's just you and Jesus photoshopped as Alex. I love that. No explanation until this point in the podcast. The other one looks like Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good comparison. (laughs) Yeah. Oh man, but he's just so much more able. And so when we're yoked with him, his yoke is easy. His yoke is easy because he's brunt. He's holding the brunt of it. He is doing most of the work because he's bigger and stronger. You know, he's like, just, Hey, come on, come on, follow me, you know? So, and then his burden is light. So, so what's his burden? So we give him our heavy burden, but he's like, but my, my burden's light. And so, you know, when I was younger and didn't, you know, really know, and I'd read this and go, okay, I guess it's better because it's not as heavy, but why do I still need to have a burden? You know? Um, but his burden is us walking in step with him. It is obeying his instruction. That's what the burden is on us. We have responsibility. That burden is responsibility. Mm -hmm. And our responsibility is staying in step with him. It's staying and walking with him, staying yoked with him. And it's obeying his instruction as he's teaching us by his example. It's obeying his instruction, learning what he's teaching and letting it change us. That's our burden, which, hey, we're just going to be more like him. So when win. (laughs) His burden is light. I look at these verses um, after studying them and just really marinating on them, uh, meditating on them. They just paint this beautiful picture of our relationship with Jesus. And it just, I hope that it has for you today too, just really kind of explained what they mean because it can be kind of an awkward I think back then they understood a little bit better because they could sit there and they look at the oxen and they know what the oxen are supposed to do. And they're like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But Mm -hmm. today, you know, I don't think I've even ever seen an ox in person before. So, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it can kind of be a little distant as far as the explanation. But um, but yeah, have these verses at all like influenced you in your journey, Alexis? Um, I, I would say definitely. I think that honestly, it's something that God has been working on with me more recently. Um, a lot of what I've shared before are things that while I still have to remind myself of, there are things that kind of that's chapter of my life closed a little bit, or at least it's, you know, not quite as present as Mm -hmm. it was, but I think that recently God has just really been working with me on this specific thing. And I liked what you had said about how our burden is responsibility because, Um, in talking about picking back up our burdens, picking back up those things, it's important to realize that it's not just the things that when they're going bad, we give them to God when they're going bad, Mm. but when we pick them back up, it's not just picking it back up when it's bad. It's like, okay, I'm going to give you this thing that's worrying me right now, my job or my family or my, my health. But as soon as it's good, okay, now I can carry it by myself now Mm. because it's not as heavy anymore. So now I can pick it up. So it's not even just about it being like, 
like, yes, when we, we can worry about it again when it's bad, but it's, it's that like letting him have it when it's bad and when it's good, That's yeah, that's <laughs> submitting good. it to him at all times. And then when it gets heavy again, it's like, you don't even, you can't tell as much mm. of a difference because he's already been holding it this whole time. Wow. And so I feel like that that's something that God's been working on with me, but this idea of like walking in step with him too is so, is so prominent because you know, we want to make sure that we're nurturing that relationship with Jesus, that we're walking with him. And, um, I actually just recently went to a a conference and I feel like there was just this overarching theme for me. It was not like the theme of the conference or anything, Mm -hmm. but it was just this thing that I felt like God was just like teaching me again and again and again, just with like one or two lines of each sermon I was hearing just about this value of, of the friendship that I have in Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I have acknowledged Jesus and, and God as God, as God, you know, like I, I know that he's, you know, all powerful and has, you know, the world in his hands and he provides for me and all these things. But I don't know that I fully understood like this closeness that I could have Mm. with him in this friendship. And, um, there was one speaker that painted a beautiful picture. I don't even know if she was speaking on these specific verses or not, but um, she had these, she had these bags that were actually labeled, um, you know, family and, and health and all these mm-hmm. things. And, and she gave this picture of what well, you hand it to Jesus when it's heavy and then you pick it back up again when it's not and how that's the hardest way to have this relationship with him. Not that he's not going to be there for you when you call out to him when it does get heavy. Right. He is because he's a good father and he, he's faithful, but that that is the hardest way for us to live because we're not walking in step and, and. I'm like, okay, well, how do I do that then? Because she showed this picture of her walking with him and how he was already holding everything. And so you're walking with him and and he's holding everything already. But for me, I was like, okay, I want to get there. And she's like, you know, the beautiful thing about this and, and how we can have that like close, close friendship comes back to prayer. And I think that for me, I hadn't even realized it until then, but prayer had kind of become this like burden to me mm. because I had just kind of felt like it was one of those things like I knew I needed to do. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, I need to do that. You're right. Like, let me check that. Let me put that on my list. I'll mm-hmm. get it done. Right. You know, I'll do it because I want to do it good and I want to do the good things and whatever. But I hadn't realized that that is n- not at all how prayer is supposed to be, first of all. I knew that. But I hadn't realized that that's what it had become for me. And I think that that honestly was just born out of this place of, you know, hearing so many sermons about how prayer was supposed to be done and and making, I was coming at it like, okay, yes, I need to pray. And I have this thing I want to pray about because it's burdening me right now. Um, But before I can talk about my own needs, first I need to thank God and first I need to tell him how great he is. And Mm -hmm. then I need to pray for other people. And if I don't have time to do all of that, I can't even do the one thing because, and, and it wasn't, I'm, I, I wasn't intentionally being like legalistic about it, but I just wanted to do it right. Like you had mentioned at the beginning, like, I think I'm just that person. Like I, when I do things, I want to do them correctly. And so I was just trying to do it right and not realizing that, that that's not what it's supposed to be. And when Mm -hmm. you don't realize that, that Jesus is a friend who is just here and he just wants to talk to you. Mm. And so it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be like that. And if right now this is what you need, do it. Not that we shouldn't thank Jesus and not mm-hmm. that we shouldn't, you know, praise him. And, and all of those things are an important part of our prayer life with him. But there are just these times where you're just like, I just need to talk to you about this yeah. because I need to talk to someone about it. And maybe later I'm going to change my mind again and I'm going to talk to you about it again. And my feelings are going to change. But he just wants you to share that with him. Yeah. Everything, all of it, all the time. And so that was so like such a shift for me because I think I finally was like able to access that part of my relationship yeah. with him because I just yeah. didn't know before. So once I kind of, you know, flipped that switch, it's obviously still a work in progress, but it just became so much easier when we're talking about, you know, submitting these things to him and letting him hold them and letting him carry them and, and sharing the yoke with him. Like, you know, he's already got it. We're just walking with him. We're mm. just doing the thing. And, it, and the ver- these verses, the math, my Matthew six verses were brought back up to me. Seek first, like my response, my burden is like you were saying, following him and being with him. That's mm-hmm. my responsibility right now. My responsibility 
yes, in life we have responsibilities, right? But like my first responsibility mm. is to Jesus. doesn't matter what's going on at work. It doesn't matter what's going on at church. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. If I'm not first seeking Jesus, then I know I'm not putting myself in the best place I could be. Mm. And I'm neglecting that friendship that sustains me, <laughs> that, that, that helps me get through it. And so I think that these verses are, are so impactful because it gives us the other step where we can understand that it's supposed to be all the time. It's mm. not just when life gets hard. It's not just when things are bad. Yes, God is faithful. And if you didn't come to him until things are bad, he's still there for you. And that's really important to remember. But when things get good again, don't, um, you know, don't, don't be so quick to pick that stuff back up because it's, yeah. it's not yours to carry. Yeah. God has given us every good thing in our life. Mm -hmm. And, and we can take the responsibility for those things. But then when they get too heavy, we're like, oh, <laughs> just just let him hold it walk yeah. with him he's like that i don't know you see those pictures of the guys that hold the girl's purse you know <laughs> he's like the ultimate guy right like he'll just he'll carry all your bags for you there at you all go. times you don't ever have to hold them he, he'll carry all of them but yeah that's uh that's i love really i love that picture that was yeah 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 <laughs> Never pictured Jesus with a, with a purse before. It wasn't, but... I wasn't for like his purse specifically. I was just in like bags in general. Right. I, gotcha. I don't know. <laughs> I gotcha. Man, that, that's definitely a word. Um, that's that's beautiful. And it really all does come down, down to our relationship with him. I mean, I don't know if I have said that about a million times. Yeah. But it, it is so true. I mean, it that is the foundation of all of it. Um. It's not where we can get in life. It's not what we can get out of it. It's not what my ministry is. It's not even my family. It's my relationship with him. And like you said, putting that first yeah. is the foundation of everything else being good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it just really is. You have anything to add? No, you guys are doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you're able to sit with us here and <laughs> to participate. Hopefully you will feel better next time. I hope so. <laughs> well, Alexis, I want to thank you for being honest and for sharing uh, some of your story with us today. Um, I've always admired how you have overcome um, just in such a young person mm -hmm. in your young life, how inspiring you have been facing your challenges and taking them on one by one and seeing your growth in God is just such a beautiful thing. I mean, if there's anything on earth that I could ask for, I mean, if I was smart, I'd ask for wisdom because that's what, you know, but, <laughs> but I mean, the thing that blesses my heart as a mom is just to see you kids in your relationship with God. I mean, I don't think that I could ask for anything more. It just, it blesses me. So thank you for sharing. And um, I hope that Alexis has inspired you today to trust God more, to not only read the word, but to also let God use your circumstances to migrate his word from your mind to your heart and to change you forever. Until next time, continue to believe in the one and only true God, and we will see you next time.